it makes me happier that some people on YouTube were like, hey, I picked up a couple stock recommendations and, you know, this quarter I'm up 25% and I didn't pay you anything. I'm like, I respect the hustle. Thank you. Because that's yeah. what I would have done when I was broke. So I, I greatly appreciate it. So I think a couple good lessons for the business owners, especially give a lot of content away for free. I know you think that people won't come back and pay you, but the more seeds you plant, I promise you it'll be better for your business. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And guess what? We have guests again. So I know you've been enjoying uh, having me just talk solo, at least I hope. Um, Well, I wanted to bring a guest back because this guy is special. And I've wanted to have him on the podcast for a little while now. So I'm glad that we finally got a chance to connect. And, you know, today was more like a conversation where I got to catch up with a good friend than it was like an interview. He even asked me some questions, right? Which I enjoyed. I think that might be the first podcast where someone was like, hey, like, tell me about this and tell me about that. Um, And I really appreciated that because, again, it just made it more of a, a two-way dialogue than it did like a typical podcast interview. So let me tell you a little bit about this guy. Like, again, it's not every day that you get to sit down with one of the leading experts in your field, right? Like Ian is helping people successfully navigate the stock market, you know, especially during these, you know, unprecedented times, people are profiting like never before. And it was a pleasure to just have him on the show to kind of talk about that journey and really what he's been doing um, for the past decade, right? And it's just recently folks are really starting to understand the value that this man brings. And he literally has blown up overnight, but it's a byproduct of all of the hard work and all the seeds that he's sown over the years. So Ian Dunlap is known as the master investor for his prolific investment strategy of combining the best of both worlds, right? So he is a long-term investor, right? He takes some of the principles from your Warren Buffett's of the world. And he's also mastered intraday trading in the futures market. um, And he kind of patterned some of his strategy after Paul Tudor Jones. So you combine that together and that is just a recipe for investment and wealth building success. If you want to learn more about the mindset of someone who has not only mastered investing, but true financial freedom, as well as entrepreneurial insights, then this is absolutely the podcast that you want to tune in today. You're going to enjoy this one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today, y'all, we got a really, really special treat. We have the master investor on the show, Ian Dunlap. How you doing, man? What's going on, bro? I'm good. Glad to be here, man. How are you? Doing phenomenal, brother. Thank you so much for hopping on. I just want to take a second because, you know, a lot of times in this space or just in business in general, people think that you can't admire or show respect to people who are really crushing it and they're in the same lane as you. And so I just want to take a second to just really, you know, highlight you. So number one, you know, I've been in the financial services industry for 10 years and you are literally probably one of two people in 10 years who have truly inspired me to step my game up 
at a higher level, right? And I just, that's, that's just a testament to, you know, your, the value that you bring to the marketplace. Um, I love what you, what you do. I love how valuable uh, your content is. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, being in this space for so long, you can kind of recognize who's really about and who's not. And I can yeah. just tell, it's weird because it's social media, right? But I can tell like that you just had this level of just like freedom and knowledge and insight that you just didn't come across every day. Um, and I just really respected that so much so that like I reached out and just like, hey bro, you know, you know, what are you doing? Wanted to learn more about like, you know, your movement and your strategy. And what I realized and just a testament to you is that what it really was, was I just needed to see a representation of someone who was doing it at a high level who could make me step my game up. Um, and after that conversation, I just kind of got back in my bag on something that I already was equipped with, but he gave me the motivation and inspiration to know that I could take it to the next level. So I just wanted to personally say that because I really appreciate, you know, who you are and what you do for the people. No, I appreciate the love. Same with you. I've been following you for a while. Um, well, I know we were talking before we start recording, but I was like, I reached out to you what last year when I had like 3,000 followers. Yeah. And I'm looking like, man, this dude fly, knows information, <laughs> working out, comfortable being himself. I'm like, man, this is great to see. And, and one thing I want to tell entrepreneurs, like, don't get in a space because now that you're a participant in it and then not like the players who were there before you. I hate that. Yep. Yep. Start and then all of a sudden everyone's competition. Cause I'm like, if you're competent, there's way more room to collaborate. And I saw the same thing. It was like a lot of people was talking about investing and I can tell that they didn't know their stuff or they were really big on crypto a few years ago when that wave came and went. Um, but when I was looking at your post, I'm like, man, he really knows his stuff. And then also it's a difference from knowing it in the book versus your actual experience yeah. with it and actually doing well yourself. Not on the country pockets or nothing, but you, you got a dollar or two. So those experiences <laughs> hit different when you actually are going through them yourself opposed to just reading it out of a textbook or something yeah. that you learn studying for a test. So now I appreciate you as well. And thank you for being more importantly, a good brother and solid, um, having a good spirit, high integrity. So, I mean, we, we need more of that. So thank you. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate you, man. Um, so for the, the shrinking population, because I mean, it is shrinking for folks who don't know who Ian Dunlap is, the master investor. Just just tell us a little bit about who you are, man, what you're all about. Um, I'm the father to the most amazing child on earth. His name is Xander. That is my overlord <laughs> and boss. Uh, um, but I started out marketing. First, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Um, it feels like 50 years, but I started when I was in college. I had a marketing agency. Uh, I'll give you guys a short story. Started marketing when I was in college. Been an entrepreneur ever since then. Uh, speed me up to 2007 and eight. Crash happened. Um, I had a friend of a friend tell me about someone that he knew that was black that made a ton of money in the crash. So he got city like a dollar twenty nine. Bank of America really cheap. Like he was getting getting everything at his lows. So he called me. And this is my first time talking with him. He's like, "Hey, bro, I don't know you. I'm busy, but I like you because you're cool with my friend." I'm just going to tell you these stocks to buy because he was working at a big four bank at the time. So he was like, I need you to buy these, hold them for 10 years. Um, I'll talk to you in a couple months. <laughs> cool. Five minute conversation. I'm like, I ain't buying none of them stocks. The world crashing. Like, are you crazy? Right. He calls me back in three months. Hey man, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? He was like, yeah. So how much are you up on the stocks that I told you about? And I was like, what stocks he was like you didn't buy them now at this time they're probably up 200 percent, right so he was like how did you not buy them and mind you like he was already rich at that time i wasn't right so 
that moment was a, a very pivotal moment for me to be like, okay, I'll never get caught in another landslide like this and not be able to take advantage of it. So ever since then, 2008, I started learning about the market. 2010, um, I got serious. And then I still had my agency up until 2014. I had a client owe me $80,000. So I got, it's a good business lesson for entrepreneurs too. Don't get all of your money on the back end. That doesn't work out. So I got 10% up front, 90% on the back end. Um, I helped them get their sales up to 800,000. Great. I was owed $80,000 in one quarter. Got a phone call, said, hey, great job. We're out of inventory. I appreciate you. Uh, you can take me to court if you want your money. I'm not giving you 80,000. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So for any of you that have been through court, have to hire a lawyer, take the process to go to court months and months, right? And I was really frustrated and upset. I was heartbroken. Um, but it was a lesson at that time that made me burn all the boats on the marketing side and go all in on investing 100%. Um, so I long-term invest first, and I think that's where we connected. But also, I think a lot of investors are missing out on gains and knowing how to short-term invest in the futures market. So like my two inspirations for investing have been Warren Buffett, of course, and then Paul Tudor Jones. So I kind of put their models together. Uh, Paul Tudor Jones is probably the Michael Jordan of futures trading. Warren Buffett, of course, is like the most famed long-term investor. And I'm like, man, if I remix these two together, it might be all right. So I went all in from there and um, it's been a wild ride ever since then. So it hasn't been an easy journey, but you know, the 12 hours a day, six days a week, I think is, is paying off. Uh, right. And, and that's the beauty of it, right? Like, cause it's so much background work, right? Like I seen that, you know, you'll post the tweets from 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Giving people game, putting people on game, like shit, but more importantly, holding yourself, like, cause I know real recognize real, more importantly, holding yourself accountable, right? Just yes. living it, living out loud and inviting people for the journey. Right. And, but it's so, you know, Gary Vee's a great at this, right. But it's so beneficial because you look back, it's like, I, I told y'all, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and you just were really living your truth. And as a result of that commitment, relentless commitment for years, now everybody's seeing the Ian Dunlap with more Market Mondays, 40,000 plus followers, Stock Market Club, which we'll talk about. You know, they're seeing that now, but this is background work. This is the manifestation of, of, of real work, you know? I started being an entrepreneur before 50 Cent put out Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> 17 years ago. Straight up, so you know? And then it's like 10 years deep on the investing side, hundreds of books I read. I mean, I wrote like just from my own journal notes, I have like two books that are like 1900 pages each, you know, so people don't want that. Like, and, and that's, I think one of the biggest things when Kobe passed earlier this year, just to see like he lived that truth. All the greats have the same story. It was like, I love this thing. I'm going to put a lot of hours into it. You speed up to the social media era, everyone wants instantaneous results with no work. And then that model doesn't work because we even see the influencers, they're going through a hard time. Very hard time. So that has to be the foundation. And if you don't want to put in that work of studying, being in front of the computer, studying the market or whatever your craft is, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going Facts. to work. Facts. So you created this kind of hybrid investment philosophy, right? Take one of the greatest, if not the greatest long-term most well-known long-term investor mixed with the Michael Jordan of futures trading. And then, then you have that, you master that over several years, you get massive results. And then you say, you know what? I want to help people. Right. And then, and then at some point you create the red Panda Academy. Right. So tell us yes. a little bit about how that was born. And before you do, I just want to say this because there's a lot of people in the financial education space who are just trying to do a money grab. Let me tell you something. Right. I know what freedom looks like. 
he is when you have when you master a skill set like he has in investing, you don't need anybody else's money at all. Right? Here's what something else I picked up about you. Tell me if I'm wrong. The only reason why you have that premium program at its price point is one, because number one, you want to help people, but number two, you value your time over anything. You value time with your son. And so it's like, I want to help people. And most of the game you give away for free if people pay attention. Let's not forget that, right? Um, but you value your time. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right so you can get the most results. But I'm not doing this for the money, right? Like I'm doing this to invite you into something that's going to be transformative for your legacy so that you can be that for your family. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. I mean, and then not, so I grew up in East Chicago, Indiana, which is like 15 minutes from Gary. So I didn't grow up in like a financial episode. I didn't grow up in like Manhattan or anything like that. Right. So I didn't know these things growing up. Credit was bad up until maybe 25. So for context, like have no debt. When I say no debt, like I think all my credit cards, my total balance is like 290 bucks. No student loan debt, no business debt. So when I say that I'm free, I'm not doing like how most people on Instagram do and they're free for that day. The premium, <laughs> the premium price, like you said, that's because I've distilled a skill set down that I can probably give to you in maybe four to six months, which is a business. And it's what I'm actively doing. And as you know, it's not hard even to, and I know people joke about me all the time about being pro index and then Apple, Microsoft, and let's say Tesla, right? But people don't realize how many thousands of dollars I had to put into other stocks that did not work well to come to that assessment. So I'm cutting the time off. And like you said, 99% of everything I know, I give away for free. I either post it on Instagram, Facebook, or, or Twitter. Um, for absolutely free or like podcasts like this. So I think all business owners, if you're looking to grow your business, freemium has to be in there. So I either want to do it for free or premium price. Yeah. So, um, and like you said, that freedom part is so key because for context in the last 20 years, I probably lost 23 family of like friends that I know personally. Mm. So even with money, like I would give up damn near all my money to be able to have my grandmother back in good health and be able to have time and conversation with her. Also, like Xander's five, I can remember, you know, the first day he was born. Uh, it's like time doesn't slow down. So to have those moments matter more than anything. And then also in a financial space, especially the financial education space, there's just a lot of mistruths. And then also you have to ask those people, like, are they actually free? Right. Are they living well? Do they have good principles, good practices, sound advice? And that's why I always tell everyone, I don't need you to believe me now. Just test what I tell you for free. And then if it works, come back and do business with me. It makes me happier that some people on YouTube were like, hey, I picked up a couple of stock recommendations and you know, this quarter I'm up 25% and I didn't pay you anything. I'm like, I respect the hustle. Thank you. Because that's yeah. what I would have done when I was broke. So I, I greatly appreciate it. So I think a couple of good lessons for the business owners, especially give a lot of content away for free. I know you think that people won't come back and pay you, but the more seeds you plant, I promise you it'll be better for your business. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another segment of Fix Your, Financial fix your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it pertains to your finances. And this Friday, I want you to evaluate your car insurance. 
most of us view car insurance kind of like we do taxes, right? Just an afterthought, something you got to have, something you have to pay for. But when's the last time you've evaluated to see if you're overpaying or if there's a better option, right? And I'll encourage you this Friday or within the next few days to evaluate your car insurance, right? If you're a relatively good driver, uh, you know, have you gotten an accident recently or not recently? Have you uh, not gotten a speeding ticket? Have you not gotten a DUI, right? All that good stuff. And if that's the case, there's a strong chance if you have a longstanding history of being a good driver that you can probably get a better rate. They're not going to pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, Joe Blow, you've been driving so good. We want to drop your rate and have you pay us less money. No, they're not going to do that. So you have to be proactive. Reach out to the insurance company or reach out to their competitor to say, hey, look, got an excellent, impeccable driving record. It's time for a reduction in my bill. Right. While you're at it, right, while you're at it, if you already have a fully funded emergency fund or cash reserves, make sure that you have a higher deductible on your insurance. Right. Because the higher your deductible, the lower your payment. Right. And you don't think you're going to get an accident. You have the insurance for in the case that you do, but you don't think you're going to get an accident. Right. So if you have a fully funded emergency fund and you have the liquid cash available to pay that deductible, if you had to go ahead and raise that, because that will also drop your payment as well. So. Go ahead, evaluate your car insurance. Let me know that you did it by leaving a comment on this post on social media or leaving me a review and let me know how much money you saved. Facts, 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 facts. Now that's, that's a gym and that's a bar and I appreciate you uh, you sharing that. Now that's, that's the perfect segue into kind of like my, my next point. And you know, you're truly living a free lifestyle and you have freedom in your life. And so can you share with us, like, what was your, your personal formula to that building that financial freedom? Um, invest long-term into the market every single month. So whether there's a hurricane as we had here in Houston, whether it's COVID um, election, regardless of what's going on in your life to invest every single month, um, <clears throat> you have to have a business. So you have to take money out of the business, pour that into the market. Cause the way I look at it, you may like me, but I, I don't think you'll ever say that I'm a better CEO than Tim Cook, right? So <laughs> my job as an entrepreneur is to find places to allocate money that can make me babies. So if I think Tim Cook is a better CEO or Elon Musk, why not take some of that money from the business and put it into the market and have it multiplying? Because we've seen through COVID. So business owners, you are having the same issues that most people on a personal finance side are having. You don't even have three months worth of reserves. Thanks. And everyone used to argue with me about this and then COVID happened and then no reserves. So tie your money to entrepreneurs that are better than you and look at yourself as like a venture capitalist without having to go to Y Combinator or 500 startups or being in the Valley and tie your money into either indexes or quality companies like Apple, Microsoft. And of course, disclaimer, investing has considerable risk. Please don't put in more than you can afford to lose. Consult your advisor. I know this cool guy. <laughs> I'm talking to who's pretty damn good at that. So you can talk to him, right? Um, but my job is to place my money into vehicles that are better than I. And then on top of that, on a personal finance side to not blow it. So my mission was like for four years was to save as much money as I could. So there was no Louis bags, no Chanel bags, wasn't buying Birkin bags for the Bay. I was literally just like, okay, let me get completely debt free. Cause from a business perspective, it helps as well. Because you get to source your deals a lot better. Now you can do business with who you want to, opposed to who you have to, because you're in a bind. Because I don't like any friction in business or in life. So if the freedom part helps me to pick who I want to spend time with, 
who I do business with. And then if the money's working for me in the market, I'm absolutely fine. So it's just really a lesson in discipline that no one likes, but once you do it, it's absolutely freeing. So paying our credit cards down to zero. And then once they get to zero, not using them again. So um, those, those are some small key lessons. And I, and I think especially being able to what I call short-term invest in the futures market, a lot of those desires to ball or show off go away. And I like nice things just as you do, but when you're able to generate cash flow, that doesn't mean as much. I've, right. and I've been there. So like when I was in college at Indiana University, I had a Versace jacket, but I was eating rice roni at night. <laughs> I was trying to offset what I wanted to live through the commercial goods. And of course, and I, and I admire the stronghold that some of the luxury goods companies have over us from a branded perspective, but financially it's crazy. Like you would spend, like in that case, I spent $900 on a jacket to show off that I had money and I had no money. Like it's the craziest thing. Now having a little bit more money, I could really care less if people think that I have any or not. So yeah, hundred percent. Love it, man. Um, so, you know, we're still in the middle of a, a global pandemic, right? Some folks aren't acting like it, right? And they're, and they're still out here all willy-nilly, but we still are in the middle of that. And I know back in March, you know, when everyone was scared shitless about what to do with their money, number one, in advance of that, you, you know, you made some, some pretty good calls. And then through the, you know, the, the brunt of what we have experienced so far in the market in the early part of the year, you have successfully navigated tons of minorities, people of color, first-time investors to navigate one of the rockiest markets that we've seen since, you know, probably the last recession, right? Yes. And so just, just tell us a little bit about that. Cause I know, you know, we spoke briefly about your, your premium offer. Um, and then, you know, you created this new program, the stock market club, right? Tell us a little bit about, you know, your inspiration behind that and just, you know, the crazy success and results. I mean, I see screenshots. I'm me, seeing me everywhere, bro. It, I, it ain't a day that goes by and I don't see a screenshot, 30%, 40%, 28%, 25% of just results. Again, not you saying what you did for them, them saying what worked, right? Yeah. Um, so just tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind that program and, you know, how you were able to help so many people during this, during this season, which has been a blessing to see so many of our people get in the market. I first started posting about investing on my Facebook page in 2014. So technically the stock club was free for five years. Right. <laughs> so from that perspective, and my thing is like, I only share in companies that I'm either invested in or I'm about to invest in. I truly believe in. And these are all like big blue chip companies. So it's not like I'm front running and trying to get people involved. But what I saw, there was a gap in our community of no one had an easy answer. So if I, if I see you at the barbershop and I'm like, Who's better, J.J. Reddick or LeBron? I like J.J. There's no comparison between the two players, right? It's a clear answer. When you talk about investing, everyone's like, well, what about P.E. ratio? And then everyone wants to do all this quantitative analysis about the companies when the answer should be a lot clearer. Like, what's a good company? Apple, Microsoft, Google, Tesla, even though they need to start having more revenue. But going back to when Amazon didn't have revenue and they just acquired a bunch of market share, mind share once you have that much market share you can find a way to produce revenue right. Tesla's is going to be very similar right so i was like why not put it together in an easy and digestible format for our community to understand okay this is a good company and this is a bad one so my entire approach is like let's talk about it like we are in a barbershop but have some class yeah. about it. so that's why i like the references like so to me apple is like lebron microsoft is like Kawhi, like he may be boring to some, 
super efficient, gets the job done. The Balmer years, not so great, right? They were flat for almost a decade. But since the new CEO has been in place, they've been great. But going back to when I was in college in 2001, when I first saw the, the iPod, I told my mom even this morning, I'm like, I wish I would have took all of my refund check money and put it all into Apple stock. Because at that time, Apple was still, I think, incredibly undervalued. So the stock market club is just, in my opinion, the easiest way to know what are the best companies to invest in. So my entire thesis is that you should only have four in like a retirement-like account that you're going to hold for five to 30 years. And then anything after that, which is more speculative, are what I call all-star picks. So more aggressive companies will go into that mix. And then um, in the retirement picks, we've had VOO, which is a Vanguard ETF, Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon. And since March, those have done pretty well. But I mean, those are in my portfolio. So yes. I know that those are going to do well. So that, that was my vision. Because um, I, I feel like our community, and especially this era, we are so smart, so creative. Even some of the memes that I see people make, I'm like, how did you make that but don't know that index funds are safe or that you should invest for five years. So I just wanted to like blend the culture to make it as easy for them as possible. Yeah. Whether those, those five or six years of posting for absolutely free gave me a track record to show in addition to mine. And then everyone jumped on board in, in March and it's been going incredibly well. It's amazing. It's amazing how, how many, how many folks are tapped in now, you know, which is a perfect segue. Like we got people watching market Mondays, like Monday night football. Right. So it's right. like, you know, football is over and we hopefully it will come back. But even still, like how, how dope is that for the culture that people are tapped in to a show about investing religiously? Yeah. Like it's Monday night football, man. And, and I love the, the analogies and references you always use in relation to sports because, you know, it resonates with our culture. But, you know, it's just so it's so dope, man. Tell us a little bit about Market Mondays, uh, you know, like Ian extended the invite. So definitely excited to be able to hop on at some point. Yeah, you have to hop on. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about Market Mondays, man, and the new, the new wave, the, the dopest, you know, uh, really stock talk show, right? Like, basically, you know, tell Thank us you. about it. Um, so back to 2007, so going from a health perspective, this is a great lesson. So I know a lot of people clown Kramer, but Kramer actually worked at Goldman in its heyday, and Kramer was a pretty good manager. If you go back to 2007 and eight, for those of you who are old enough to remember, other than him, maybe Larry Cutlow and two other people, there wasn't a lot of people giving any insight. But guess what? None of them were black or Latino at all, 2007 to eight. So that was my first inkling to be like, let me just help. And so between like that, I had a couple of inspirations. Him, 106 and Park back in the day, Joe Budden's podcast. I was like, if we mix all of these together and like first take, I'm like, I think we can have pr something pretty entertaining because you and I love investing. But the average person, when they, you hear investing, you think boring. Right. So I'm like, let's find a way to make it entertaining. Now, for everyone who's black, this is the cheat code that you need to know. Anything that they make exciting to us usually pays very little. The things that others are quiet about, tech, investing, AI, there's a ton of money there, right? So I was like, what if we can make the show more entertaining and interactive and then give a chance to ask questions in real time? Because when I first started, I was skeptical of everything too. Like I had a guy, I was telling you, he was rich already. He told me what to invest in, had nothing coming from it, and I still didn't take action. Now, when he showed me how much money he had after those three months, I was like, I need to get this together because I don't have this in my possession. So it's just our show to help people in real time to be able to ask some questions. And also, more than anything, you know this, it's really the repetition of telling them, okay, great, these are going to work. 
this is why you should hold an investment for 30 years. Cause I think everyone is thinking about trying to flip money fast. Right. And I want us to get a, get out of that drug dealer culture and mindset. Cause that doesn't work there. So it's like, let's not worry about trying to flip for three months. Because if you look at Apple over the last 10 years, Apple's up like, I think 3000% over 10 years, like right. insane run. And if you just go back and look at history, and the same way you would evaluate a basketball player, and you would look at maybe a five-year period or 10-year period to see how he's done, use that same process for investing in a company. So everyone's talking about Nikola. I think Nikola's going to fall apart. And, and this is a, a great gem for everyone listening. Anytime that someone says that they're the Apple killer, Microsoft killer, <laughs> Tesla killer, they're going to die. Right. That doesn't work. Because if you're great, you don't have to compare to anything else. So I think Nikola's going to fall apart. And uh, Market Mondays is just our way to give back to the community um, on, on a weekly basis to help guide them and give some insight about investing to make it easier for everyone. Did you know that some people may change jobs upwards to 11 times throughout their career? And while that's awesome for your career advancement, what does it mean for your retirement? Every time you open up a new company-sponsored retirement plan, what happens when you transition to a new employer? Do you roll it over? Do you leave it behind? What's happening with it? Is it growing? Are you being charged fees? Those are all common questions that people don't even think about. And that's exactly why we launched the No 401k Left Behind campaign, where our firm CapitalWise can help you consolidate and organize any old 401ks into one place. So if you're looking to reclaim your money, click the link in the show notes to learn more about our No 401k Left Behind campaign. Yeah, it's dope. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, tap in. Like, it's for the culture. Um, and like, they might look at they might look at you. They might see the suits, you know. But when when you actually follow and tap in with them, you can see he's just a down to earth brother. Likes to have fun. I love that character. You got to bring him. I ain't seen him in a while. Yeah, yeah. I got to bring him back. I got to bring, bring him back. back. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Just just a real guy. Yeah. Just an all around real guy, man. And you know that's what I feel like is why you're resonating at a high level right now. Is because you're just being you and, and you're not trying to over convolute. Like you said, the reason why a lot of people in our industry make investing so complicated because they want you to pay them for it. Yes. Right. So it's like, I'm going to make it seem like it's so complex one. Cause they probably don't even know it for real. Right. Let's That's keep it, let's keep it a buck. Right. You can right. simplify it cause you know it so well. That's the first thing. And two, the other people who maybe do know a little bit about investing, they want to overcomplicate it so they can say, well, you have to work with me in order to do this. You know, so just thank you, man. I just can't, I can't thank you enough, man. Cause I, again, real recognize real. And when I saw what you were doing and I could just tap into what you had going on, it was just so evident to me that you're, you know, you're different. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not like these other internet gurus as they call themselves out here. And it's yeah. really transforming the culture in a meaningful way. So I just can't say, say that and thank you enough. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And even when people call me a guru, I cringe. I'm like, I'm just a guy that's putting in the work. It should be fun. So when I was a kid, like I love playing video games, but so for all the parents that are listening, if your kids are obsessed with 2K, Call of Duty, like any, any of those games, right? Last of Us 2, let them play. Because you can also take that same desire and passion and transfer it to something else. Because that's all I did. Like I took my desire for liking sports, but I didn't like the politics of sports and then my obsession with playing video games and I just applied it to the market 
So like I'll go look at the entire S&P 500, the entire Dow while playing flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood by DMX <laughs> or, or playing Ross. And I'm like, I think people have a perception like when you get into business, you have to be a nerd. And it's like, it's all business all the time. That's why I even look like looking at your post because you always dress to the T, but then it's like, you'll switch it up, throw in the glasses, put on the snapback, showing that you're going to go work out, right? So even with the Leroy character, because on a day-to-day, I'm in hoop shorts and a t-shirt. Right. That's why when everyone's like, man, you always suited. I'm like, I'm always suited on camera. Day-to-day, if you see me in the Galleria, I'm not going to be in a suit in the Galleria, I promise you. But it was one of those things I learned from my parents and my grandma as well. She was like, you have to dress up for the people. Like people do treat you accordingly. Like if I came on with uh, a 3X tall tee on Market Mondays and a 42 waist FUBU jean, you would not want to hear anything. Yo, you just took me back. Yo, I'm thinking about my Jabot, my size. Yeah, it's like, yo. jeans with a strap. You would not want to hear me. You're like, yo, he's out of tune. So, yeah. Um, no, I greatly appreciate that. And then, then for you, knowing your stuff, like, can you walk us through some of your practices that you have done to, to get a great understanding of the market and master the market? Because I, I don't think you get enough credit. Because you're, you're humble, so I'm going to teach you a home for you. <laughs> you're amazing now, at what you do so like how did you get great being in the space yeah man so you know i like i said i got back in the space back in 2010 and you know i always had a heart to, to serve and help people as well but for me it was really just starting at home right like they asked me to go out and try to find you know 200 clients who had a certain level of financial wherewithal and i looked around so i don't know nobody who got that kind of money right absolutely so for me it immediately got on my radar that i I need to transform my mindset and the mindset of the people that I'm connected to. So I just started studying, you know, I just started diving in, you know, to all the classics, you know, intelligent investor, Mm -hmm. um, you know, taking courses and really trying to learn a little bit beyond the scope of what the industry will tell you, because the the beauty of it is while you're hundred percent accurate in the sense that, you know, when you invest for the long term, that's the, the way to go. You also have that hybrid strategy of saying, Hey, look, you can also pull money out of the market every day. Right. And so it was just understanding that hybrid of how can I invest for the long term, which attracted me to you, invest for the long term while still understanding how to pull money out of the market and just paying attention, studying. Um, I graduated college in what was it? Oh, nine. Right. So just after or in, in or around the recession time, you know, I was, I was in the same boat where right? I saw city stock was less than a freaking uh, McDonald's hamburger. Yes. And, um, you know, and then you look back and it's like, oh, my gosh, like, how, why didn't I get in, in on it? And so. I just became committed to learning it for myself and learning it for others um, and just being a, you know, a, a pillar in this space to try to shine some light. So now I appreciate you sharing that, but you know, man, the key is like, like Ian's been saying is no secret. It's time, commitment, dedication, preparation, because the folks who really won this season are folks who are literally waiting for the same opportunity they missed out on an 08. Right. And that's it. That's it. How many hours a day are you putting into the business at this point because i mean once again i don't think you get enough credit for being a great business owner i'm gonna teach your home for you because like you say real recognize real and also when you're in a space of giving and i used to be like man i don't want to give all the secrets away because then they're not gonna trust me i gave more away these last two years than these last two years have been two of my best yeah um, and, and it's funny because i've even even had people that consider themselves competitors which i think is a silly concept because there's more than enough ways for us to partner together more than enough. i think that's I think sometimes people believe, like the Fed is printing trillions of dollars. <laughs> like they're printing money out of thin air. 
like everyone can collaborate to make a million together with, and it won't affect the economy at all. Right. But what are some of the things that you're doing to grow your business at the rate that is growing? And then, I mean, you also on USA Today and then the suit game, we have to talk about the branding of you because you're always <laughs> fresh, always clean. Like you're never off point, always lined up. Like those things matter. Because there are little cues for my business owners that are coming up. You have to realize that perception does matter. And being African-American, it does matter. So can you walk us through some of those things that you've done in the last couple of years to, to grow your business, how you got on USA Today, which is a huge thing, and um, some other things that you're doing to help grow uh, your brand? Yeah, man. Um, so one thing is realizing that who you serve does not have to be who pays you, right? And so for me, it's like, how can I give away so much so that when and if I ever do have to push a button to say, hey guys, need some support, right? I know that it's there, right? Or being able to take that credibility, take that audience on a B2B tip to say, look, you know, the trust of one leads to the acceptance of many. So I now have the trust of my audience. When I want to go do a B2B deal, it's like, hey, look, you want to get in front of my folks. Of course, I'm not going to put you in front of them unless there's a level of, you know, integrity and an alignment with what, what you want to show them. Yeah. But now I can do more B2B opportunities versus having to rely solely on B2C, which B2C is great and I love serving, but it gives me the opportunity to just truly serve those folks, which then I win their trust so that when and if I do ever put something out for sale, or as an offer, they are more likely to gravitate to it because, you know, the jab, 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 right hook, right? Um, yes. Gary Vee's book, right? And so really giving, giving, giving away, giving it away um, and, and just knowing that at the end of the day, you know, if I'm so, like you said earlier, if I'm sowing these seeds, you know, I, I'm going to reap, you know, the benefit of that if I have the right intent. So that's been one way. The other thing is um, systems, processes, automation, um, trying to build an infrastructure that allows me to focus on content. Because one of the things that people don't tell you about being a real business owner is you actually got to run run the damn business, yeah, right? So, you know, you got operations, you got all this stuff in the background. So when you can leverage people or systems to help run the business, that gives you more time to give. Um, so that's been helpful, just putting in, putting that in place more consistently over the past 18 months. Um, and other than that, man, just being willing to pivot and evolve, uh, you know, when the, when the facts change, so do I, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm never so rigid to what I thought I wanted to do that I'm not willing to adjust and, you know, lean into something that still is taking me towards my long-term vision, but maybe it's getting me there in a different way. And what advice would you have? Cause I know you work with a lot of startups. Like what advice do you have for them? Like for some of the mistakes that they make coming out of the gate? Yeah, I would say lean, right? Like go like try to be resourceful instead of thinking that you need all this capital. Cause we, we see so many companies get praised for so-and-so just got this funding. But when you, when you seek the money out on the front end, you don't develop the resourcefulness and the skill set and understanding how to make it work when you don't have that funding. Right. And so I really encourage a lot of startups to say, Hey, look, how can I build a business model with a revenue in mind first with profit in mind versus focusing so much on capital. Now, capital is great and it is a phenomenal infusion to grow your business, but what it doesn't do is help you develop the skill set on, on how to run the business, right? On how to be scrappy when you don't have those resources. So I just really encourage a lot of folks to be lean, um, to find the right talent. Don't base your partnerships off of proximity, right? Like that's cool. Like usually when you first get started, it's like, hey, you know, so-and-so said they're down for the vision, like they're down to build, but are they the right person for that job. Yeah, you can't hire your friend for that job. Right. You can't hire your friend yeah. for that job. Right. So you got to make sure you have the right people in the right seat. Um, and then you have to always recalibrate 
your vision. You have to have a North star because what happens in this, in this digital media age, you can get so distracted so easily wondering if you're doing the wrong thing or wondering if you should hop on the next trend. But if you have a North star as to where you're going and why, then you can always recalibrate to make sure that you're not getting off kilter and just jumping on things that seem like they're a hot opportunity, right? Like a perfect example of that is even what you do with investing, right? There's been so much that come down the pipeline between crypto and all these, you know, hot, hot stock tips, yeah. but you have a North star, you have a philosophy. So if it doesn't align to that philosophy, even when folks are telling you, Oh, Ian, you're missing out or oh, Ian, this is the next best thing. You stick to your philosophy and then that proves to be beneficial. So there's no different than business. You need to have a North star. You need to have a philosophy and you need to be hyper-focused mm-hmm. in the beginning because you don't have the bandwidth to have all of, you know, you have yourself spread out so thin that you don't, aren't able to really lean in and scale. Yeah. And I think it's a great point that you have to pick the right people for your team. And then also like if a person is loyal, but they don't have the skill set, you may have to move them to another slot. Um, as far as do you have partners in your company? Yeah. So I have one partner on the, on the advisory side and everyone else is either an employee or a strategic partner. Gotcha. How did you meet your partner? I lucked up. Um, so we had known each other for 17 years, okay. um, 17 years. We both came up in the financial services industry um, alongside of each other. And we actually initially both started out running our firm separately. And the benefit of that was it forced us to develop uh, our, our skill set on our own versus being yes. dependent on one another yes. and come, we came together once we had our own shit together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when you try to do it prematurely, then you're beca- you become dependent. It's like a relationship, right? And people say, oh, you know, you need to find your better half. No, you need to find your other whole, right? And so it allowed us to make sure that we had our own shit together personally, individually, and then we were able to come together and really be upfront and intentional about what we were um, trying to build and having enough self-awareness to know what gaps existed and to solve for those before we ever, you know, opened our doors. Yeah, because when you build your skill set on your own, as you appreciate another person that's put in the work as well. Um, LeBron and D-Wade play much better together than apart, for sure. So like LeBron and, and uh, AD. So is it a, a guy you're partnering with or a sister? A guy. Okay. Yeah, but but my team is is 90% women. Um, but women of color at that. They, they crush it, man. Uh, listen, and any business owner, I'm going to tell you, trust me, and I know you're about for this, women get stuff done faster and better than men. 100%. If I have to pick between, uh, and no, I'm not being discriminatory, but if, if I have the choice to pick between a man or a woman, I know the woman's going to get the job done. Definitely going to get the job done. So, so that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I um yeah, I definitely want to have you on Market Mondays. I love the growth. And then also like even seeing you post more, that's inspired me. And it's the great thing when I start seeing your post, even before we like really connected, I, I was just sharing it. And people would be like, Why are you sharing other people's stuff? I'm like, hey, just to be real with you, I'm not competing against nobody black. Right. Like I'm rocking with you. If I can help send you business, I'm happy to do that. I don't need anything on the back end of it. But I think it's a great notion too. Like if people are good, share their stuff. Like, because also it builds more trust amongst your audience, but that goes back to the freedom point. Like, I think some people don't want to share because their finances may not be in order. So they're like, well, maybe if I share this person's thing, three people will go to them. But it's like, we have to make sure that we are just representing people that are giving great and sound advice across the board so people can not get taken advantage of. Because when I started in March, 
because I think I caught a lot of people's attention when I was like, hey, we're about to enter a recession. And that was when no one else was saying it. And I was calling like the price that we were going to fall, right? But a lot of people didn't even know that they can go conservative in their 401k to prevent some of the bleeding. Now, we always know the market is going to come back. It's going to correct. But during that time, there was some, and I know you were getting phone calls like crazy of people that were 55 and 60. And I'm like, right. I'm losing 16% in two weeks. Like, what do I do? So I, I loved all the content that you put out over the last few months and seeing your evolution and growth there as, as well. You're always on my timeline. I'm like, and, it, and it's an inspiration thing because whenever I see you post, I'm like, man, I got to think of a post to put up now. My guy <laughs> killed it. My guy is killing it. So yeah. Likewise, brother. Likewise. Iron sharp as iron. That's the beauty of it. It definitely does. Man, you, you didn't drop so many gems today, bro. And we got, we got to do this again in some shape, form, or capacity uh, for, for sure. Um, but what I want to do now is I want to make sure my folks who aren't tapped in yet, like, well, tell them where they can find you. What's the best place and best way to tap in with you? Obviously, we're going to put everything in the show notes. But if you could just give us a quick rundown, that'd be great. I appreciate you. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is The Master Investor. You can find me on Market Mondays on YouTube and the collaboration that I have with my guys at Earning Leisure. Shout out to Troy and Rashad, Mike and Jamal. But we have a blast doing that every Monday at 7 p.m. Central. And then you can go to the site at joinredpanda.com. And that's where you can find the stock club. Or if you're interested in short-term investing in the futures market, you can join Apex One or Alpha. For those of you that are on the fence, and you're unsure, or maybe you don't have the money, just come follow me. And then if I were you, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore master investor. If you really are unsure, just go through my Twitter for the last few years, take some gems, look at the companies, look at the dates when I said they were good or going to fall apart, go research for yourself. And I think after you do a little bit of digging, you'll come to the same conclusion that we all have that, you know, that there's a couple of gems out there that I think you'll like. And also some great companies to um, invest in. And then I think the last piece of advice I would give, even if you're afraid to, or even if you're getting started late in investing, look to hold these companies for 30 years because taking the money out, even if you're only putting a little bit in, you're probably costing yourself anywhere from 300000 up to $3 million in lost money. That's real money, not theoretical. Like the longer you hold your money in the market, the more you end up making. Awesome. Amazing, brother. Hey, man, you, know, you already know I appreciate you, man. And we're so excited to continue to see your growth. And I know that we'll talk offline and figure out how we can continue to push the narrative forward. And my last question that I ask every guest, which I think you're going to have a great answer for is what does living life uncensored mean to you? Man, that's a great question. Um, just the ability to spend time with those that I love um, because having lost so many people, no matter how much money you make, how many awards you get, nothing matters more than the time with the people that you love. So. Amen. Well, brother, I appreciate you. Hey, I'm going to hit you offline uh, when, when we get off of here, but thank you so much for hopping on the show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Let me borrow them suit jackets. Hey, you got, you got it, brother. Don't you need to get them ties, you can on Market Monday. I got you. We can swap them out. My guy. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?